Hello everyone, Chaplain Philip with you again. How important is it for you to be in control? Has it ever been difficult for you to sit in the passenger seat of a vehicle and let someone else drive? Something to think about. When I was teaching my oldest son to drive a stick shift, I was the one sitting in the passenger seat. He was the one learning to work the clutch, the gas, and run through the gears, both to, both to get the car in motion and then to bring it to a stop. There were a few expressions of frustration as Andrew stalled out the car quite a few times, trying to get the hang of it. The vehicle shuddered and shook as the engine struggled to power the car without the right mix of gas and gearing. To say the least, it was an experience he and I have never forgotten. We still talk about it, only with amusement and laughter, rather than the anxiety and confusion that he once felt, wondering if he would ever be able to control the car with precision. Once my son had mastered the basics in the parking lot, I took him out on the open road. As his skills increased, so did his confidence. There were only a few terrifying moments, such as an almost sideswipe with a 10-ton dump truck on a sharp curve while Andrew was trying to find fourth gear. I'm convinced that our guardian angels have many stories to tell us of how they kept us alive once we get to heaven. I think that that dump truck incident will be one of them for Andrew and me. Incidentally, Andrew is an excellent driver now, and the passenger seat is a comfortable place for me with him in control. Control. We all like to be in control, and we all like to stay in control. Many of us have a fear of losing control. If I'm in control, or so goes my thought process, I can ensure that things will turn out okay. I'll wager that you've had this same naive thought process as well. But oh, how wrong we are. Almost everything in life is out of our control. Can you control the weather? <laughs> I wish I could. I'd turn down the heat by at least 15 degrees, maybe 20. Can you stop another human being from doing something stupid? I don't think so. You may have influence, but controlling another person's actions or behaviors, no, not so much. We've talked before about trusting God to care for us, especially when we're helpless to deal with problems far above our abilities. We've talked about having faith enough to let Jesus pave the way and take us through hard times. But the real struggle is to let God have control over all aspects of our lives. He wants the scope to be all-encompassing and the time reference to be from beginning to end. Letting God have control is a learning, growing process. I didn't take Andrew out on the open road until he had mastered the parking lot. The same is true with us giving God control. We learn to trust him in dribs and drabs, not all at once. As our confidence in him grows, we turn over more and more to him. There's an old hymn that goes like this. Have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. Thou art the potter, I am the clay. Mold me and make me after thy will, while I am waiting, yielded and still. We must let go of the notion that we know enough to stay in control. The Apostle Paul described our vision, our perception, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 12. For now we see through a glass, 
darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as also I am known. As an army officer, I played my part in planning sessions for training events and real world missions. One of my commanders used to give this advice to his staff during mission planning sessions. Here's what he said. We make a plan for our mission, the best plan that we can, recognizing that all of our hard work is imperfect and incomplete. He would also say that the moment we cross the line of, line of departure, the plan will have to be adapted. Only God knows all the facts, all the variables, and what to expect as we move out into the unknown. God refers to himself as the great I am. This means that he is a part of the past, the present, and the future, all at the same time. In Revelation 22:13, he is even more specific. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. God knows exactly what is best for you in all circumstances, in every moment of your life. And he has the best possible path for you to follow. All he wants for you to do is trust him enough to let him control the events of your life and everything that happens around you for your greatest good. Last Wednesday, I shared with you Jeremiah 29, verse 11. I'd like to share it again in the context of how good this will be for, for you if you let God have complete control in your life. Remember what it says? For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. I want to get to the point in my life where I trust God to have complete control over all aspects of my life. He's been building up my confidence in his abilities to make great things happen ever since I took my first trembling steps and let him work in my life with one or two little things. I've been giving more and more over to him as time has passed by. I've come to realize that if Jesus created this world and made it perfect, he also, and he also made the universe, and I see the stars, the galaxies, and all the celestial phenomenon continue in their perfect balance night after night after night, I'm sure he can handle whatever needs and situations in my life. I'm not quite where Job was when he made the statement, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. But I'm getting there. I can tell you this. If you give over control to the God of heaven, to our wonderful Savior, you can rest assured that whatever happens, you are in the safest hands you'll ever find. Give a listen to Avalon's beautiful song, Keeper of My Heart, which is all about letting God be in control. Until next time, I'm Chaplain Philip, and as always, may God bless you today.